Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back goes Hurts. Here comes the rush. He lets it go. He completes it. And in for the touchdown goes Dallas Goddard. Well, that's what you asked for, Mr. Reese. Yep. He stood tall in the pocket. And Dallas Goddard runs a nice route, and he finds him down the field. And he gets banged, but Dallas Goddard is so good at running through contact, and he gets himself into the end zone. Dominguez kicks. Here's the pitch. Swing and a ball. Line towards left field. Beerling coming on. He'll make the catch. Marte tags. He's coming home to throw. The tag. He's out. Matt Beerling has thrown out Starling Marte for the final out here in the bottom of the ninth inning. And we're going extras as this game is tied 1-1. Oh, what a night it was. Two big sporting events last night, both against New York teams. One in South Philly where the Eagles uh, start their preseason. The other one up in Queens, New York, where the Phillies, in the heat of a pennant race, managed to win against Max Scherzer and the Mets. Incredible baseball game. We're going to talk about the Eagles first, in part because uh, Mike Sealski. I'm Glenn Mackinac with Mike Sealski, and we were both uh, at the Eagles game last night. But we will not ignore those fighting fills. So, Eagles preseason, as we said, opens last night. Game notable for uh, plays involving both quarterbacks. Let's uh, we'll start with Jalen Hurts uh, and his performance, and one play in particular. Mike, I know you focused on. Uh, He is the one player that everybody is focused on right now. Uh, He's received mixed reviews through training camp. All right, so he's in for one drive, six for six, 22-yard pass to Dallas Goddard, where Hurts really nicely uh, placed the pass so that Goddard had a chance to make the catch. Uh, 28-yard throw to Quez Watkins that Hurts uh, released as he was kind of running to his right. Scrambling touchdown that got called back. I want to start with this. I I know what... I know what's top of mind for you, but what did you think overall? Overall, how do you rank Hurts' performance? Mike Sealski. Uh, first things first, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, how do I rank Hurts' We got it late. I just want to get rid of it. No, yeah. let's, let's, let's do it. Um, overall, very good. Uh, you, you can't argue with six for six for 80 yards and a touchdown. Uh, although, having said that, I think those of us who have followed the Eagles for a long time do remember a quarterback named Sam Bradford. Oh, come on now. Going 10 come for 10. Come on. You're going there already? I just Five minutes after 10, you throw the wet blanket. I I just want to maintain a measure of perspective is all I'm saying. Uh, okay. Um, but no, overall, Jalen looked very good. Uh, and of course, we have the one play where he takes uh, the late hit out of bounds. All right. All right. Um, Let's which get there. I read your column the this morning. I... I Spit my coffee out, two paragraphs in. 
Well written, though. I'll give you that. Thanks. Um, yes, this is the other play. This is the play that uh, certainly deserves some discussion. It was on that one drive, and Hertz goes back looking for a receiver, um, breaks the pocket. Here's what happens. Down and five. The ball on the New York 35-yard line. Again, the shotgun. Hertz with Miles Sanders to his right. Takes his drop. He's looking. He's flushed out of the pocket. He's rolling. He is still rolling, and he runs out of bounds and takes a late hit as he crosses the 35-yard line. This is the thing you worry about, but it's going to cost the Jets 15 yards. Okay. Tell me what you saw, Mike Silski. Well, it goes without saying, we all saw a really dirty hit mm-hmm. um, by Quincy Williams. Quincy Williams, excuse yeah. me, Jets linebacker. Yep. Uh, that goes without saying. It, is, it was absolutely a bad play. Robert Sala... The Jets coach was upset at Williams after the game in the mo- heat of the moment. Nick Sirianni it is was, screaming it, it was great. across the field, <laughs> uh, reacting like every Eagles fan did, I'm sure. Well, that's did you see, um, I think Barstool put it out, that great, they, they put the picture last year of the woman from Havertown. Yes. God bless her. I forget her name. I, she lives kind of near me, um, who is screaming at the ref, and then they put they superimposed Nick underneath it. It was quite it's similar. Same, Nick's one of us. <laughs> Which is and totally understandable. Yeah, totally read lips get it. there. Yeah, exactly. The thing that I don't know, bothered might be a little too strong a word, but what I would have liked to have seen from Hertz on that play, both Sirianni and in his call, Merrill Reese described Hertz as being flushed out of the pocket. Go back and watch that play. He's not flushed out of the pocket. He has a lane to throw the ball. He's not under any pressure, and he takes off and runs. Now. This is a preseason game. This is a young quarterback. I get that. Personally, I would have preferred, and I think the Eagles, if you you know, held their feet to the fire and shot them up with sodium pentothal, would tell you they would have preferred that Hurts hang in there and th- try to find a receiver downfield a little bit longer. That's the big question about him. Mm. And the fact that he took off and ran as quickly as he did, that's, it just it, it kind of reinforces, I think, the little bit of a worry you have about. All right. Well, your point of view did get some support in your column from one A.J. Brown, Mm -hmm. who told you what? Well, he said after the game that he wanted to see, and he told Hertz after the play when they were on the sideline, that he wanted to see him slide. You know, get rid of the ball or get down, uh, especially during a preseason game, Mm -hmm. right? Like, everybody knows that Jalen Hurts' mobility is probably his greatest strength as a quarterback. And so... Don't do the thing you can already do. Push yourself. Test yourself. That's part of the reason that the season is so intriguing. Is The Eagles need Jalen Hurts to push himself to see what kind of quarterback he can be. Okay. So he gets up, and to his credit, well, first of all, he's not hurt, which right. is great. And second of all, he just shakes it off, goes back, and, and doesn't get rattled by it, which to me was a very good sign. Yes. I liked the way the Eagles' offensive line, as Mylotta rushed over there and didn't get himself thrown out, but let it be known, mm-hmm. this is BS. Uh, so I liked the way the Eagles team reacted. And then, of course, they drive for the touchdown, which was great. Yes. Okay. Totally great. I mean, the, the first-team offense was humming. Um, yeah, that's what you want to see from a first-team offense in a first preseason game. Okay. The cautionary tale to all this that occurred last night is the Jets quarterback, Zach um, Wilson. Thank you. Zach Wilson. I said Zach Brown. Zach, <laughs> Zach Wilson 
decides to take off on one play, and he ends up, and it, it appeared to me, non-contact, right? It happened before. Nobody touched him. Right. His knee buckles, and it, it appears, they're going to find out today, that he may have torn his ACL. In the first preseason game of the year, he could be out for the entire year. What are you doing running the ball? Which is kind of, you know, where you're going. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm not somebody who believes that just because a quarterback is mobile and runs the ball that he's necessarily at greater risk of injury. You could run. No, to, I agree. You know, you could run to avoid injury yeah, yeah. to avoid well, a big hit. Well, yeah. Um, just in this situation, everybody wants to see Hurts stay in the pocket and deliver the ball. Okay. You're out of your mind. Okay. Um, because not the, not the first time I've been told that. What you say is in not incorrect, but that it overshadows. At least this is the way I'm, I infer it. It overshadows a really good performance. Um, yeah, it's the Jets, and yeah, it's the first preseason, and yeah, I'm not going to put him in the Pro Bowl, let alone the Super Bowl, anything else. But the big narrative of the entire uh, training camp has been. Boy, his hurts up to it. I don't know. It didn't look very good. He was 10 for 21 with, you know, whatever stats, and he looks pretty shaky. He was pretty close to perfect last night. Again, long road to go, but I could not have scripted a better first game for Jalen Hurts in terms of what I saw in that field. As my wife will tell you, Glenn, I'm the guy who looks at the perfect Christmas tree and stares at it, steps back away from it, and says, you know what? The star on top is a little crooked. Okay. Well, that's what you're doing. <laughs> All right. That's what you're doing. 215-592-9494. Okay. A couple other things off the game. We didn't – first team kind of played uh, one drive on each. Looked Both looked good. Defense, I think, gave up 11 yards on its drive, got off the field. Second unit comes on and is looking pretty good. Um, and I wanted to talk to you in particular about a couple of guys on the second unit of the defense. And I want to play one – play this is uh this is uh two two rookies mm-hmm. looking good on one play that's Brees hall and dean gets into the backfield to make that tackle for no game that was on cue right there no oh, that was a little quicker than i thought that's okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. if you watch the game i think everybody knows the play you're talking about where yeah our friend ross tucker um giving you that very quick analysis along with Scott Graham, which is Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davis collapses the offensive line. N'Kobe Dean makes the tackle. Mike Sealski, this is the future of the Eagles. I think there's a decent chance it is, actually. I mean, you watched Jordan Davis in that game last night. It did not take long for the Jets to start double-teaming him at the point of attack because they had to double-team him at the point of attack. Um he is. He has the chance to be a really, really forceful player for them along the defensive line, and that's. There's a trickle down effect to that, right? Like all of a sudden, if you look at their tape from last year, you see um, uh, Josh Sweat, you know, playing inside. Right. You don't have to play him inside anymore. You can right. just send him after the quarterback because mm-hmm. you've got Jordan Davis out there collapsing the pocket, and then of course Nicobe Dean behind him. It's nice to be able to see competent linebacking play from the Eagles. Yeah, and he wasn't the only one, too. And he wasn't the only one. Because your White looked really good when he was in there. Yeah, so 
encouraging signs yeah. all around. I yeah, I, was, I, I really, again, it's the preseason. And, yeah. uh, you know, we've seen teams go 4-0 in the preseason and then stink. But I was looking for some specific things. There are others that we'll talk about. Young rookie offensive linemen, I thought, look, good. we'll get into some of those things. Um, I do want to, uh, you know what, let me take one call on the Eagles, and then I want to work the Phillies into sure. the first segment. It is... The Phillies, what they are doing right now, needs to really be trumpeted and applauded. So let me just get Robert, because uh, he's got a thing about the Hertz play. What do you think, Robert? Hey, well, I think I was the first one to comment on Mike's article today, and I totally disagree with Mike, simply because you play like you practice like you play, and that play, he's out of bounds by two yards. Every quarterback in the NFL makes that play. He runs out of bounds before the hit. He's, he's trying to score, get the crowd into it. And that was a late hit. The guy should have been ejected from the game. Maybe that would maybe deter that. But to say that it was Hertz's fault, which is kind of what the article did say, Mike, it's wrong. It's not Hertz's fault. He has learned. He hasn't learned. Sure he has. He ran out of bounds. He didn't try to stretch it into more than it was. So I would totally disagree with you on that one. I'm not suggesting, Robert, and thanks for the call, that it was Hertz's fault that he got hit. What I'm suggesting is that Jalen Hurts tends to leave the pocket before he has to. And even if he had not been hit late on that play, it still would have been, to me, a little bit discouraging to see him leave the pocket as quickly as he did. Because the whole the whole idea of him developing as a quarterback is based around the idea that he needs to be able to stand in there a little bit longer, a little more frequently, to get the ball downfield, to get the ball into the middle of the field. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get the Phillies in here. I, I I don't want to wait too long. I really want to applaud him. You and I were both at the Eagles game, so we didn't get to watch that exciting Phillies game. I'm kind of following it on my computer as the game's going on. I'm looking at plays on Twitter and so on. But we didn't. You and I were not able to watch what happened. Um, but let's put in perspective what's going on with this team. You go first. Well, look, they are 14 games over 500. They just went into the home of the best team, second best team in the National League, the Mets, and beat arguably the best starting pitcher in mm-hmm. baseball in Max Scherzer and did it on a night where their number three starter, Ranger Suarez, and we can talk about him a little bit more in a minute, uh, is going against Scherzer. Uh, and particularly what stands out, I think, and, and what people are excited about is not just that they're winning. It's the way they're winning. Yep. They're playing sharp, tight, Yep. Baseball. Everything Keith Hernandez doesn't believe they can do. Yeah, they exactly. Really it's so funny you said that because they really are playing that way now. The defense last night, I saw the bone play was terrific. The mm-hmm. veerling throw that we played at the top. Wow. I didn't know he could make that throw. Yeah, and I think what gets people around here excited about that in particular is that that was a hallmark of those Phillies teams from 07 to 2011, that they were so sharp and so good defensively, whether you're talking about Rollins at shortstop, Utley at second base, Shane Victorino in center field, Carlos Ruiz behind the plate. They knew how to play the game yeah, in, addition sure to, in addition to being able to hit the ball out of the park in virtually any spot of their line. The other thing this team is doing, that that, that team, and again, it's an, I know it's an unfair comparison to compare this team to a team that won a World Series, went to two, won five divisions, but the other thing that they are doing is they are winning tight games late. The comeback against the Marlins... Alcantara earlier in the week was great. Mm-hmm. They beat Scherzer last night because, as you said, Ranger Suarez, and then the bullpen is able to shut down the Mets' offense. Um, 
Stott, Bryson Stott of all people, is, you know. We, we've been taking calls about leadoff hitters for the last three weeks. <laughs> Maybe uh, they can finally move yeah, Kyle well, Schwarber out of that spot. We'll, we'll see, but he certainly did it last night. He's But he's he's really coming around in terms of, you know, he's not, you, you believe he's not a 180 hitter. I don't right. I don't think he's going to be a 300 hitter, but he's going to be a good defensive player who can, who can handle himself at the plate. Um, they're fun. They're exciting. It's really great. No, they're not going to win the World Series, but they're going to make the playoffs. And you know, steps. If you remember that team, oh seven, oh eleven team, they made the playoffs in oh six. Yeah, they, they got bounced. They made the oh well, seven. seven. Excuse me. They got bounced early, mm-hmm. quickly. But it was a stepping stone. I believe that you make the playoffs and then you try to go one round further every year. This rule does not apply to the Sixers, but it's a general rule I like to believe in. You put your finger on the thing that I I think, as much as anything, is the reason for why they're winning games in the way that they are. The improvement to the bullpen. That was such a weak spot for them over the last few years. And there is something to be said, I think, for a team thinking that even if we're down... We know the bullpen is going to keep it close and keep us in the game and give us a shot to rally. Yep. All right. That's what we're talking about today. Pretty simple stuff. Let's get Christopher out in California. Christopher, it's uh, 718 in California. Not too early. What's hey, going what's on? what's going on? Good morning. Hey. Hey. Uh, so I haven't been really this exciting uh, for the Eagles. I Jalen Hurts looks really, really good. Uh, I know he can clean up a couple of things. Um, but – the defense looks exciting to see as well. Um, th- honestly, this football season looks really, really promising. Mm-hmm. Um, on, not just that, um, I just would like to say something and kind of advocate for Gardner Minshew, though. That, d- that dude needs a, uh, he needs a shot somewhere uh, as a starter in the NFL. Uh, he, that's just wasted talent behind uh, you know, Jalen Hurts being well, a backup quarterback. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to have a veteran like that as a backup if I have a team that I think is going to go somewhere. Absolutely. I mean, he, look, he has been a relatively successful quarterback in the league. He played very well in the one game he got to start last against, year again, against the Jets. Against too, the Jets. Right. Um, but y- you have him on a, on a really manageable contract as about as good a backup as you're going to find in the NFL. Um, but Hurts is the starter of this team. Yeah. Yeah. So they're really high on the kid um, Stinnett that they got from uh, or Sinet that they got yeah. from Miami, uh, San Diego State. I think he played San Diego. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and I, I guess he's having a really good camp, and they're liking him a lot. But you can't. There's been an argument that if he looks really good, you trade Minshew, get a second or third rounder, and you go with him. But again, if you have hopes to go far this year, and this team really can go far. You do want that veteran presence oh, as a backup. Look, the Eagle. The re- reason the Eagles won a Super Bowl in 2017-2018 was because of the backup quarterback they had. And again, Minshew was on a very manageable contract. The fact that he and Hurts cost so little against the cap is what allowed the Eagles to go ahead and make all these improvements in the offseason. If I'm the Eagles, I'm not trading Gardner Minshew. I agree. It is a beautiful morning in Philadelphia. Well, both the weather, which is actually really nice right now. We're not we're out of that 98 degrees. Thank and God. in terms of the sports outlook, uh, both teams that are playing right now uh, really looked good last night. Very exciting, and we want to talk to you about that. 215-592-9494. He's Mike Sielski. I'm Glenn Mack. Now, by the way, special guest coming up. Special to me, anyway. 
94 WIP, a, uh, a guy who's been a character on our show before who I think our listeners like and just had a birthday. 215-592-9494. Mike Sealski, Glenn Mack, now Saturday morning on 94 WIP. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mike Sealski, Glenn Macnow, 94, WIP, Saturday morning. You got big plans for the weekend now that the uh, I do. game is over? What do I, you- I do, actually. I'm... Uh... Driving home to Bucks County, loading the wife and kids and a friend of ours into the car and heading up to the Poconos for the weekend. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Nice. So it'll, be, nice. it'll be fun. All right. Let's get uh, Kevin and Alney here. You're on with Mike and Glenn. Hey, Kevin. Hey, good morning, Glenn. How are you? All man? right. Uh, man, I sure miss your old partner, man. Well, you can't Ray say that when Mike's people. sitting here. I'm for sitting God right sake. here, yeah. Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he ducked on my guy. Oh, <laughs> this is personal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm kind of upset with Mike Silski right uh, now. I'm sorry, you know Kevin. I mean? Hey, Mike, you do know that some some plays in the NFL are on schedule, right? You do know that. Like, maybe they're one route routes and every other route is dead. You know what I mean? Like, quick slants and stuff like that, quick hitters. And if they're not there, the quarterback has to duck out. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was – the guy was three yards out of bounds, and the dude came and hit him. Yeah, I, I, back up, I, I'm with back you, Kevin. The the and handles his business, man. Come yeah, on, man. Look, look. 
I, I'm with you on the hit. I get it. I'm just telling you, watching the play, that, and given the questions we have about Jalen heading into this season, I think, and I think the Eagles think, it would be better if he tried to throw the ball downfield in that situation. He was not under duress. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, my next guest is uh, somebody very close to me. It's my dad. Uh-huh. Um, my dad uh, had his, I hope he doesn't get mad I said this, 92nd birthday yesterday. And my, I was thinking about it. My dad has, has, was born in the Depression and lived through World War II and saw a man go to the moon and got through the pandemic and he is still going strong. And my dad, Marv Macnow, is a man of, of humor and integrity and love for his family and his Buffalo Bills. And uh, Dad, I wanted to have you on this morning just to tell you that you're still my hero and that uh, happy birthday to you. Okay, Sonny. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, how'd you, how'd you like your birthday? We went out to, uh, Sopranos Deli in Broomall Thursday night. You had the eggplant parm sandwich. Yeah. And, uh, it was a very generous serving and I had a little <laughs> bit of it yesterday as well. That's right. Yeah. You kept it. <laughs> um, the one thing that people ask me and the one thing I will ask you is what is the trick to aging so gracefully and to your longevity? Genes, uh, I guess. My your your grandma, my mom, lived to ninety five, and she was pretty sharp. Yeah. Uh, I I guess it's in the genes, and then hopefully you've inherited those genes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, hopefully. But you're the the one thing about you is you've more than myself. You've always been able to keep your cool and and put things in stride, and I admire that. Well, I. Thank you. I, I didn't know I had that characteristic, but I'll uh, I'll take that as a compliment. Mr. Macnow, I'd like to think that part of the reason for your longevity and, and the way you're kind of uh, wringing every drop out of life is that you're, uh, you know, your son doesn't stress you out or, you know, <laughs> cause you any, uh, any problems. Does that have anything to do with it? Uh, I, I think I've been pretty lucky with my kids and, uh, yeah, I I don't have a great deal of stress in my life. He's got two uh, kids. He's got four grandkids. He's got five great grandkids. Got to spend time with the California great grandkids last week. That was wonderful. Yeah. I tell you, I just just great. He's got a yeah, great those, grandson. I'm sorry, Dad. Go ahead. No, I I, it, I just don't get that much of an opportunity to see them. Yeah. So everybody coming in that way was wonderful. Mr. Macnow, I know. You know, we're talking here about Glenn and stress. I know you're a big Buffalo Bills fan. Oh man, how is yeah. it that you've you've you know lived as long and as as wonderfully as you have and rooted for that team your entire life? Yes, yes. Well, I mean, doesn't that doesn't that <laughs> cause you agita at some as point? In the, as in the last time we watched them in the playoffs against Kansas City, we were all having heart attacks. Uh, yes, that uh, that last minute. Uh, that was heartbreaking, but uh, you know, I it, it, I take it in my stride. I, I uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan, but uh, uh, I I think I have it all in perspective. He doesn't lose sleep. All right, the, the, the just one or two more things. And you and I were talking about this recently. Most often, it's the dads who make their sons into fans. Right. I made you into a football fan. You remember the first game we went to? I I do, and 
it did come from the bottom up instead of from the top down. I was I was not a big sports fan at all. I mean, I I followed the Yankees. You know, growing up in the New York area, I was a Yankee fan for many years. Uh, I, uh, I I was a smart kid. I, I instead of uh, becoming a Dodger fan, uh, growing up in Brooklyn, <laughs> I was right. I was persuaded by by my uncle to become a Yankee fan when I was little because he said I'd have less aggravation. <laughs> he was right. Uh, so that's that's kind of a basic principle of mine, you know, not to have too much aggravation. But you weren't and, a football fan until we went to that game on that bus that time. That's right. I was not a football fan. I didn't follow it. Although, you know, I, I used to have lunch with a bunch of guys who were big Bills fans and season ticket holders, and that, that uh, played into it as well. Yeah. Well, Dad, I just want to say um, uh, happy birthday again, and I yeah. love you, and... Uh, Mr. Magnow, it's a pleasure to speak with you. I hope you call in every week. <laughs> well, thank you. And nice, nice to meet you for the first time. And um, I'll turn the show back on and uh, listen to the rest of it today. All right. I'll see, you for, I'll see you for lunch this coming week. Okay, Sonny. All right. Love you. Love you. All right. Bye-bye, Dad. Um, that's my dad. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so, great. That was so, really great. So my dad, as I said, he just turned 92. And as you can tell, wow. he's sharp. He does not right? sound like he's no. 92. He's really sharp. And so we meet for lunch uh, one day a week, and I'm downloading his brain on family history and his life and his parents' life and his grandfather. His great, he, he, my dad, grew up. And I'll move back to the show in a second. I'm so, I appreciate okay. the indulgence from everybody. So my dad grew up, as he said, in Brooklyn during the Depression and lived in a two-bedroom apartment with... His mother, his grandparents, his three uncles, his great grandfather. It's like, you know. It sounds like a Neil Simon play. It, it, well, his life is a Neil Simon play. I mean, it really is. And he slept in bed with his great grandfather. He shared a bed. Wow. Until his great grandfather passed away. My dad was like 10 or whatever. But they, you know, there was like four to a room, and that's how we grew up. And so. We meet once a week, and I say, Dad, you know, tell me about, you know, when you went to school. Tell me about how you met my mom. Tell me, and all that stuff. And it's it's living history, and I'm, I'm writing it all down, mm-hmm. and I'm going to write it as a story just for my family, you know, my kids and my grandkids and all that. Yeah, we've been so. talking about perspective through the first half hour of the show, and you hear stories like that, and you understand where... Uh, our families came from, and it's. I think it's a. It's a good reminder of oh, yeah. what to get worked up about and oh, what yeah. not to. Oh, he's lived a great life. I love my dad. All right, let's get a little Phillies highlight in here. Can we moosh? And the pitch. Bohm swings, lifts it in the air. It's shadow in right field. Marte waiting, and the catch will be made. Stott's coming home. Here's the throw by Marte. It gets by, and Stott is safe as Nito missed the throw. And the Phillies take the lead. It's two to one. That ended up being the winning run. And geez, I don't know. How does Keith Hernandez feel about those fundamentals? <laughs> you know, it's interesting, I'm Glenn. Sorry. I could keep going with I, that. I was in the uh, the Lynx press box late last night filing my column that it's, you know everybody is weighing in on. And uh, I'm friends with a number of the Jets beat writers because I covered the team for a little while when I was working up in New York. And some of them are Mets fans and followers. And one of them stood up and was kind of describing uh, that play in the press box yeah. to the other, you know, Jets beat writers. Like, and the catch, he just didn't catch the ball. All he had to do was catch the ball, and he didn't catch the ball. Um, there was a slight bit of, you know, schadenfreude on my yeah. part, I think. 
Um, Alec Bohm, right? Yeah. Great rookie year a couple of years ago. Not last year. First, whatever, 50 games this year. Still, uh, listen, his defense has been very good. Mm-hmm. I'm still not going to nominate him for the gold glove, but no. it's been good. But his offense, for a guy who doesn't hit home runs, and I do want my fir- third baseman to yeah. hit home runs, he's making things happen offensively. He is, and I think he's a testament to the things that something that only so many athletes nowadays in sports get the chance to do, which is develop, right? Like we're we're batting around all these questions about Jalen Hurts, for instance, and part of the reason there's this sense of urgency around him is because of the nature of the NFL and contracts and, you know, how long is it going to be before the Eagles have to decide about paying him and all of that. And Boehm is in a different situation, you know, as you said, terrific rookie season, takes a step back last year. In his third year with more experience and being more mature, you see him taking steps forward again. And that's something that fewer and fewer young athletes, it seemed to me, at the professional level are allowed to do, which is to grow and get better over time. Yep, absolutely. Mike in Lafayette Hill, you're on with Mike Sealski and Glenn Mack now. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, forget about what that other caller said, Mike. Uh, you're all right, kid. Thank you, Mike. Uh, checks in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to uh, chime in on Cam Jurgens. I think he's uh, he's the real heir apparent uh, to Kelsey. I tell you, he really, he really looked good last night. They're very high on him. Uh, there's a reason they picked him, you know, as high as they did in the second round. There's a reason that Jason Kelsey reacted the way that he did when they picked him. If you remember, you know, they had Kelsey kind of commenting on camera about the picks, you know, draft night. Yeah, and he was he was yeah. very excited to get that was Cam Jurgens. Yeah. Um, look, yeah, that, that's to me that is the thing that in recent years, going back ten years even longer, that is the thing that the Eagles do best. They find and they develop offensive linemen. And yeah, how come that? Why is that? Who's, um, that, who's that a testament to? I think it's a testament, uh, first and foremost, Jeff Stoutland, yep. who's probably the best offensive line coach in the NFL. Yep. And I think it's a testament to their, their scouting staff and the fact that they prioritize that position. Um, they place a huge amount of importance on the offensive line, and rightly so. Our whole offensive line looked really good, but um, yeah, I was really impressed by that Cam Jurgens. I tell you, I think he's uh, he's going to be really good. And then uh, them two uh, them two rookies are looking really good too. Yeah, uh, that one's a real beast, boy. He's huge. He is huge, and he's strong. And by the way, because we talked about Cam Jurgens, and now we're talking about Jordan. His response this week, every this week, a training camp uh, clip of him. Pushing back Jurgens, mm. right? Yep, went viral. Yes, and everybody saw it. And and he was asked. Jordan was asked about it this week. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Davis was. Jordan and, Davis. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jordan Davis. And his response was, "Hey, man, I I didn't like that because there are plenty of plays where he beat me. I'm not here to embarrass anybody. That's I'm a rookie. It's that's not right. Yeah. And it was Jordan Davis's response was perfect. Yeah, it was. Um. He he's going to be a fan favorite very very quickly if he's if he turns out to be as good as it seems everyone hopes he can be. Um, he's got a terrific personality. He was very engaging after the game last night. He had a, a huge gaggle of media members around him. You know, Glenn. What was one quick interesting side note? The locker room was open after the game last night to mm-hmm. the media. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting... It's been a number, while. Yeah, I mean, two years you're yeah. talking. And what's interesting is that um, some of us were, were talking about this. 
there are players on the Eagles who have never been in a situation where media members came into their locker room after a game to interview them because it didn't happen during the pandemic. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how some of the younger guys, I think, react to this and how they handle it. Hey, by the way, one other thing uh, that happened last night. During the Eagles game, they announced their Hall of Famers mm-hmm. for this year. One of them is going to be joining us. Oh, that's in terrific. About, in about 20 minutes. One of one of my absolute favorite guys, Hugh Douglas, is going to join us, and we're going to, we're going to talk about his brilliant career and being named to the uh, Eagles Hall of Fame, which is, which is just great. 215-592-9494 with Mike Sealski. I'm Glenn Macnow. Along with Mike Sealski, I'm Glenn Macnow, 94 WIP. As we said, Hugh Douglas is going to join us at the top of the hour. Hugh and Trent Cole were named to the Eagles Hall of Fame last night. Jeffrey Lurie making the announcement during the halftime. Uh, like them both. I mean, uh, yeah, certainly both deserve it. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, both terrific pass rushers. You yeah. know, two of the best, you know, guys to get after the quarterback. And that's such that was such a big part of what Jim Johnson wanted to do Wanted to do defensively. Here. Yeah, and Hugh was a great leader on that team. Hugh was, was, you know, a guy who knew how to kind of keep the locker room loose and make people laugh and so on and and by the way was a great personality here on 94 WIP. Yeah, you know, always um fun to talk to in the locker room. I wasn't around the team as much back then. Uh not really for me until 2002 uh did I really start to spend a lot of time around the Eagles covering them. Uh but in those the, those few occasions that I did get to be around Hugh, it was always he kept things loose, let's put it that way, yeah. amongst his teammates and the, the media members. Did so many shows, did pregames with Hugh for a couple of years, and he was really good. One of the things I always admired about Hugh was sometimes you will get ex-athletes, and it's, it's football, I guess, more than anything, and they know the game from the position they played. Mm-hmm. Right, so if they're you know an offensive, if they're a guard, they can tell you about guard play and defensive tackle play because that's the part of the field they see. Hugh put some time into it, and Hugh knew other positions and who was playing well and wasn't, and was not afraid to let you know. No, and generally speaking, that's linemen in the NFL, offensive and defensive linemen. I've I've found, and oh, think, always, yeah, you know, they're the smartest guys in the room. Yeah, um, they because they have to know, as you said, what is going on in the field around them everywhere else. Yep. I mean, my rule of thumb back when I used to go into locker rooms more than now is the offensive linemen were always the guys. Runyon. Runyon was great at that. Runyon was great. Kelsey's great at it now. Brandon Brooks was great at it when he was in the locker room. Go back to those teams that Hugh was on. Think of guys like Jermaine Mayberry. Um, You know, Trey Thomas could be good when he needed to. Um, So, yeah, I I think it's kind of a cardinal rule of covering. And by the way, if you look at the guys who moved into media and did it well, right? Barrett Brooks is in media locally mm-hmm. and does well. Runyon was in it before he went on to bigger and more important things. Uh, Trey Thomas yep. did a lot of it. Those guys are good at that. By the way, I, I'm, I'm going to get to Kevin in one second, who's an Eagles call. Mike and I missed the Phillies game last night because we were working the Eagles game. <laughs> we want to hear from people, what did we miss? Tell us about the Phillies. I, I'm really excited about that team and want to talk more about it. We need you to help us at 215-592-9494. But Kevin wants to talk about that Eagles first drive. What do you think, Kev? Yeah, um, Mike, you hit on a good point about when um, Hertz was uh, hit illegally. Here's the key thing. They drove the ball from the twenty. They had third and five at the 35. If that player, Williams, doesn't um, cause the penalty, now they have to try either a fourth and five or a 52-yard field goal. See, that's the kind of thing that we, 
little things, but they're huge. The penalty continues to drive. I wanted to see Hurts at least, and I believe, throw the ball down the field or mm-hmm. take the back. Yeah, you know, Kevin, that's that's all I'm saying. I'm not suggesting that it was Hertz's fault that he got hit late. Um, and, and I think it's, you know, you make a good point about the situation. I think Sirianni probably would have gone for it on fourth and five. He went for it on fourth down a couple of times last night because why wouldn't you? It's a preseason game. But I think your point is well taken. I want to see Jalen Hurts test himself. And testing himself necessarily means throwing the ball downfield in situations where he doesn't feel totally comfortable doing it. God, you guys really see the ward on the supermodel, don't you? <laughs> that's Come a mole, on, Glenn. Come that's on. a mole. Well, that, yeah, no, that's, that's the and, old Chrissy Brinkley line. Yeah. Glenn and Mike also. Yeah. With, um, Huntley. Huntley, yeah. he got a lot of touches. Yes. But he had two fourth and ones. The first one, he danced a little. Yes, he did. Okay. The second one, he danced again. Yes. That didn't make it. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And and here's the thing. And thanks, Kevin. I, I think last night was his real opportunity. It was a test for him to see if he can make the club. And and they're, they're pretty good at running back. Uh, Sanders and Gainwell and Boston Scott is a really good start, right? I'm leaving somebody out. They just signed a guy. Yeah, they just signed the guy, yeah, number 47 or 49, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with him. But to me, this is kind of Hunley's opportunity to kind of do something, and I don't know that he did. Would like to see a little more Gainwell last night. Yeah, and, and I think what's interesting about that group is Hunley is the guy in practice who flashes his speed more than anybody. He's the fastest of the group. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if they need a guy, you know, a la Jordan Howard, a la LeGarrette Blunt, the Super Bowl year who just smashes the ball forward, you know, when it is fourth and one, there's no chance of any dancing. He's just going to hammer it in there and, you know, pound away to defense when you need him to do that. Obviously, as we talked about last week, that is not primarily what they want to do offensively. Mm -hmm. Anything, just uh, throwing it out there to you openly, anything else that struck you last night in that game? Uh God, you made it through the whole thing. I, I had to. I this bailed is... early. I know you're doing the post game interview with Hertz. What time did you get out of there? About twelve thirty. Oh, Mike, I was sitting, I was in bed sleeping at that time. Yeah, I, I believe me. I watched wish that I were. fourth quarter on TV. Got out of there. I wish I were. No um, traffic going home. Look for for all the the time we spent talking about Jalen Hurts in that one play. I do think that drive showed you a couple things that portend the way the season might go, which is to say, number one, he spread the ball around yep. a fair bit. Yep. That was a nice throw to Quez Watkins yeah, really move nice. for 28 yards. Mm-hmm. He hits Dallas Goddard for the touchdown. They have weapons if Hurts can get them the ball. And then the other thing is, it was all throws. The only run on that drive yeah. was Hurts escaping the pocket, you know, as we talked about. So, again, for all the discussion about, are they going to run the ball? They have a great offensive line. They want to throw it. Yeah, but part of that is because the head coach, they know they can run the ball. Sure. Right? Yeah. And you know you got that down, so you want to – there's no reason to do that. Let, let's get the kid some more. He's only going to be in there for one drive. Yeah. So, so max out. W- w- right. What's the purpose is of him handing off to Miles Sanders? Let's see what he can do. I'm, I'm – again, I don't want to be gushy. Um, and I, and I, it's not really because of last night. It's just because as I look at this team and look at what it has, it has an off an elite offensive line. Yes. You stay healthy. You're perhaps the best in the league. Mm-hmm. You, I think God, I know we say this every year, but this could be the Goddard breakout year. 
Remember how we waited all those years for Ertz to have the great season, and then he caught 115 passes? Go look at Goddard's numbers last season. It's pretty close Better to a break. Yeah, it's pretty close okay. to a breakout year. Uh, fine, great. I'm I'm going to give you Goddard 75 passes for 900 yards this year. Could very well be. Okay. Uh, you got yourself an elite receiver, which you haven't had in a while. You may have the best, and I had this argument yesterday with the guys on the pregame show. I said, you may have the best receiver on this team since T.O. They said, well, are you forgetting Deshaun Jackson? I think he, Deshaun was a, was an excellent player with one particular great skill. Different kind of receiver. Right. Could go long, could track a ball, had amazing speed. This is a guy who, again, is a volume receiver and I think and, and an explosive, big, tough guy. Yeah. He's okay. he's going to make Hertz better. The question is how much. Right. Because Hertz is going to be able to hit him on a five-yard slant, and Bra- A.J. Brown is going to be schluffing guys off him like he's, you know, Superman, you know, Pushing away mortal human beings. Right, which to me gives you the opportunity to, to have Smith be more of the role of Deshaun Jackson, your home run hitter. Yes. Okay. Um, by the way, we, we didn't talk about Zach Pascal, who made a couple nice plays last night. Nice to know he's done throwing up. And yeah. they, he, for those who don't know, he had food poisoning. Was he in the hospital for like four days? Three or four days. It was apparently a quesadilla, from what I heard. Ooh, I don't know really where quesadilla. he ate it from. Ooh. That. Quesadilla is literally our my. I have two sons. That is their favorite food. Is that right? So I'm, out I'm, Limon, my atten- antennae are poised. Let me put it that way. <laughs> okay, I'm a fan of that too. Maybe not. Maybe back off the next week. Uh, yeah. But, but he he contributed, and Quez can play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have running backs who who are who are good. Miles Sanders isn't great, but he's good. You know, you can run the ball. Let's put it to you that way. The, the running backs. I mean, I, I like Boston Scott. I like Miles. I They're love fine. Scott. They're fine. You're going to run the ball because of the offensive line. That's why you're right. Run the ball. Right. You're you you. They're perfectly great. That's a really good offense. Yeah. Okay. It is. Okay. So the defense, which wasn't very good last year, I think portends to be very good. You got Hassan Reddick. You got a pass rusher, which was a real weakness last year. We'll see how the scheme works for him. I hope it does. Uh, we're all in love with Jordan Davis. Currently my favorite Philadelphia Eagle. <laughs> I think, you know, when, it, when you talk about the pass rush, he might be the key to it just because of occupying He'll potential to occupy so much attention in the middle. Yeah, the opposing centers are not going to enjoy games against him. No, they're not. You got real linebackers. Haven't had that for a while. You have real cornerbacks. Yeah, I, I hope Bradbury is the guy he was two years ago and not last mm-hmm. year. It's sometimes a guy's on a bad team, he can play poorly. Um and this gives Jonathan Gannon the opportunity to do what he didn't do last year, which is actually scheme a little bit. I feel like we're in that scene in Step Brothers where Will Ferrell and John John C. Riley are talking. Yeah. You know, did we just talk ourselves into the Eagles winning the Super Bowl? <laughs> I don't know about that, but I think they're going to be very good. By the way, weakness, team's big weakness, special teams, which looked awful again yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll be honest, Glenn. Like, I am coming around to the idea and I, I actually raised this uh, during a press conference uh, during training camp. Does is it necessary for a team to put a punt returner back there? Yeah, because well, just yeah, just so the ball doesn't roll to the one. Yeah, like catch the ball. But so many bad things it seems like yeah, happen. I know. <laughs> They're giving you the ball back. I know. Just take it. Yeah. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four coming up. Oh, it's going to be special. Hugh Douglas, the Eagles' newest team Hall of Famer, will join us. Next, Mike Sealski, Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.